Hey, everybody, and welcome once again to another special edition of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of these guys back here, John Boy Media. And this is special because this is an interview that we taped almost a year ago. Yeah, no joke at the baseball winter meetings down in San Diego. Now, the reason we didn't air it was because, if you remember, we actually put several managerial interviews together last year. We did an AL group and we did a National League group. And then since we had an extra National League manager, we were like, yeah, we'll air this with. And then all of a sudden things kind of got on us and we had to start doing some player interviews. And we were like, well, when are we going to air that? It never happened. But boy, oh boy, did Tori Lovello and the Arizona Diamondbacks have an amazing 2023 season. So this is really, one of, in my opinion, one of the funnier interviews because it's not just me. I have a special guest there to join myself and Tori Lovello. Uh, one quick programming note before we hand you over to the interview. Um, Rose Rotation is going to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, we will be back probably sometime in the middle of December with another, I imagine, player interview. Hopefully a big name free agent or somebody gets on the move. So look forward to that. But we're going to take a little bit of a step back and kind of deep breath, namaste, and uh, cleanse our soul, our baseball soul, if you will. So here you go. Chris Rose, Tori Lovello, and special guest. This might be the most special edition of the Rose Rotation. Because not only do we have Arizona Diamondback skipper Tori Lovello, the boss man's joining. This is my boss. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. You it's know, a, shades a of good gray day. there. I'm basically, I've become like a Diamondbacks figure. Mascot? I was, I was going to say agree. mascot. Our first date was in uh, Shea Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, our first date was in Pittsburgh in a rain delay, and then you came to Shea. You mean City Field? I'm sorry, City I mean, Field. Yeah. It's Shea. Sans Jimmy because he was yeah. feeling a little sick. Yeah. Oh, was and, that the hamstring thing or something? I, I forget what that was, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I was like a lost little boy. I was I was up the left field line. Yeah. Tori comes out. He's got a Dimebacks hoodie and hat. Yeah. That, I you felt like this size? I felt. Oh, come on! I am. Sorry. I'm a women's large. Um, but no, it felt. It felt like I was joined. Like it was almost like I had been drafted. And like, here you go. This, this is your it. starter kit. Yeah. Like, stay away from. You know, stay away from like Cattell Marte and some of the studs. But have fun. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Now I'm D-backs for life, man. I love that. I mean, I know where you guys are. I know the teams that you like to root for. But I think. The D-backs need a little love right now, so I appreciate that. And it's so funny, man. I mean, my the because sometimes the internet just can't compute stuff. Um, and the D-backs is you you know some of the back channels of it, but they were awesome, and that, that's kind of all it takes for us to be awesome back. Love and it. Uh, so there's still some people that are like, "Wait, don't you remember 2001, man?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> guess what? It's okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's gonna be okay." So. This is wonderful. Yeah. I feel bad that I'm interrupting this love no, fest. No, no, no. This is yeah, so it's cool. a big love affair. It goes way back. Yeah. But I don't think any further back than than you and I. I That's mean, true. Let's go all the way back to Encino Little League. Encino Little League. So he he was a stud of Encino Little League. Sure. And then eventually you went to – did you go to Montclair? To Montclair Prep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is no longer high school. It was so good. He was so good there. Yeah. They were like, we they can't have any it. more students after this. <laughs> Smart. So they <laughs> shut it down. And then he went to UCLA. And then he got drafted in like the fifth round by the Tigers or something. Am I right? You read the bio a few minutes ago. There's what no way you just compute that, pull that out that fast. What are you That's talking good. about? That is so good. Holy, I've been <laughs> I like you even more. No way for it's possible. Years, for years is what. No, this is good. What um, What do you remember about your first day in the show? 
Um, I remember feeling a little bit rushed and um, like overmatched with my thoughts of thinking I'm in the big leagues. I'm in Yankee Stadium. I just watched Jack Clark, Ricky Henderson, and Don Mattingly take the most show BP I've ever seen in my life from the dugout looking up at old Yankee Stadium. And I, I think started to speed up on me from there. And the next part of the game that I remember was um, a foul ball went up and I wasn't playing. And Billy Bean, thank God he was there because he was a great teammate and we were young. And I got up and I started to follow the ball because I was so amazed at the size of the stadium. He <laughs> yanks me down. He goes, sit down and do not embarrass me. Don't embarrass yourself. This is the big leagues. There's foul balls in every stadium, okay? Oh, so those God. are the things that I remember. It's crazy. Nothing about the game. I couldn't tell you if we won or lost. Seriously? I don't. I end up playing the next day, and we lost. I can't tell you if the first day that I was in a big league stadium if we won or lost that game. What was your uh, What was your heartbeat rate when you walked into the batter's box for the first time? It was racing. My whole entire family was there. My mom, my dad, my siblings. They all made it out from California to Yankee Stadium. Um, I heard my name get announced, and for some reason, I could hear the scream still in the back of my mind. And I, Sparky told me, he said, look, we're losing 9-4. to four. Rick Roden's pitching. He's not going to throw you. Oh, he's going to throw you a first pitch right down the middle. Take. Take a strike. Respect this game. And Sparky was so good at, at delivering messages. Respect this game. Don't embarrass yourself. And take a strike. And he told me like four times, and I wanted to look at Sparky Anderson, the icon, and say like, I'm good after one time. You could have told me I got the message, but he told me four times. So I still had that in my head. My family's here. Take a strike. Just get it over with. But it was, it was my heart was pumping pretty good. So you swung, right? I did not swing. No way. <laughs> I, would not, I wouldn't be able to live to tell about it if I did. He would have had me. Uh, we've been asking a lot of managers that have been in that seat. When they first thought about being a manager, was it during your playing career? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would think so. I was always that type of guy. And I think every player that you talk to manages the game while it's happening. Some don't, some don't care. And they just want to go up and drop bombs and throw strikes and strike people out. But I was managing the game and just thinking about the game on a different level, I thought. And, um, I will say this, it was a gentleman by the name of Tom Giordano. Um, he was, he's one of John Hart's. I, I don't know if he's still living. He might be an unbelievable scout for John Hart for many, many years. And I played in the Cleveland Indian farm system. I was toward the end of my career. Uh, it was, you know, one of those situations where like, do I want to keep playing? Should I keep playing? But I ended up playing and playing the big leagues a little bit more. But, uh, he said to me two years before my career ended, he said, Hey, Lavello, pregame, I just watched you take BP. You got no bat speed. Quit embarrassing yourself and, uh, shut it down. Good. This game needs good coaches and good managers. It's time for you to do the real thing that you're, you're put on this earth to do. And I was like, all right, T-Bone, what, what do you got? He's like, you're done. You got no more gas left in the tank. You're done. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. So I thought, started thinking about it on a, a little different level when I heard one of the most famous scouts of the, the, for the Indians tell me, you're done. And that's when I turned the page. Okay. Right? <laughs> Message Holy. received. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. What do you think you would have done good. if you hadn't gone pursued coaching, managing? I don't know. I don't you wouldn't know. have gotten into Hollywood biz, the family biz? Oh, man, my dad gave me a great opportunity to do that. Ooh. He did. Um, I, I probably around 17 years old. I, I spent all the summers in Nashville. So as I was growing up, um, all stars would end and seen a little league would end. And I'd go out to Nashville for a couple, couple, three, four weeks. And just was around the set. And, um, 
I around 17, my dad said, yeah, come on out and I'll have you do some cue cards. Just get behind the camera a little bit, see what it's like. It was so like boring. It was just like, cut, redo it, cut. And I'm like, in one, five, four, three, two, one, boom, cut. And I'm like, this scene should be so easy. And we just, it took an hour to do this 30 second scene. It just wasn't my jam. I never understood that. Like, right? It looked you know, perfect when, to me. When you're getting like just one sentence in there yeah. and an hour and a half like that, I just don't get it. Dude, right. that's Does why that really change are, the product that much? No, that's why sports are the best because it happens yeah. and whatever happens, happens. You got to live that's, with it. It's it. Yeah. Like you don't do it over. That's yeah. like the best thing that we've done at BattleBots is sometimes producers get their hands on something and they're like, yeah, well, let's shoot it five or six times. I'm like, our guys are like, no, dude, fucking just roll with it. We're yeah. Fine. Let's yeah. go. So that was, that's where they shot Hee Haw was Nashville? Nashville, Tennessee, and a tiny room, you know, probably 50 by 50. Um, they had all the sets rolling in and out of there on wheels uh, in, in the back of the Grand Ole Opry. And, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time running around the Grand Ole Opry. I, I have some good stories about uh, I was probably nine or ten, maybe younger, and I would just go there. I didn't really enjoy watching the actors act. I was more interested in like the big drummer on the Grand Ole Opry pounding away at the drums or Roy Acuff, right? Roy Acuff was this very flamboyant, um, the king of country music, right? Uh, he would have these huge jackets with sequins on them and these big boots. And I'll never forget one time I was walking by his dressing room post Grand Ole Opry Friday night and he had trouble getting off his boots and he had his own boot caregiver. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. You serious? It was unbelievable. So people have that today, right? It's like, no, like, well, you don't even think about it today. Rosie yeah. has. You no, probably no, no. got that one. Yeah, no, not true. Yeah. Jerry Jones has got the guy who cleans his glasses, yeah. okay. you know, at the Cowboys games. But so this is big, though. This was whatever, 50 years ago, yeah. a boot caregiver. And he was like trying to get his boot off. And it was entertaining to me. So after every show, every Friday night, I would go to watch the boot caregiver yank off Roy Cuff's boots. And it was kind of comedy to me. That's Good. unreal. Yeah. What was your first job? My first first real job was maintenance on a golf course. So I was the I'd rake the bunkers, I'd weed whack around the course, and then normally there'd be one or other two jobs to do that day. But it was a, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a first job. It was a first job. It was a it was me and like three other guys that just chain smoked and pounded coffee all day. So I was like horrified of coffee, like not horrified. That's a little dramatic. But like these guys, you. The guys that got to the point that it was like eight cups until they were like level. Oh my gosh. So forever I was like, I think I'm not doing coffee just because like those guys are so locked in and then eventually you, you get it. Did you drive the uh the ball picker upper thing? No, that, there was no um You know what thing I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, the, on the, the driving range. The driving, yeah, the driving range, range, right? No, they, we all, uh, everybody aims for it. I mean, it that guy. Yeah. Aren't we yeah. such assholes if we do that yeah, though? Yeah, totally. But Hit we all guy. do it. Yeah. Because well, we're you all kinda like, have to. It's like human nature. But like, what's the guy saying in there? Is he like, God, stop I mean, being a dick? It's stop not like, firing it. Stop like he's getting hit with the ball. And then it's a problem. But still, it's like, I mean, I get it. Like there's all this air and beautiful trees and stuff. Go fire it out there. Why do you want to go hit me? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Let me see. My, you know, my first job, I'll tell you what, before the cue card thing, my first job was separating the fan mail um, mm. by, <laughs> by state because yes. they wanted to see what region was sending the most fan mail. And then I had to kind of divvy it up. So I was a mailroom guy. Wow. I know every state with the with the two, letter, um, two letters. Like, you, you can't oh, get wow. Rhode Island. 
uh, RI. Okay, yeah. So the That's the tricky nice. ones are like the Michigan, Maine, MI, ME, MA. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of Nebraska. M's. Is that any? any? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's not too tricky. So I, I figured that out real quick. Okay, yeah. that's not bad. You want to know mine? God, I'm such a stuck up snob. Okay, Browns ball boy. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, how good is that? My dad was friends with Art Modell, the owner. Mm. Son, the one that moved the Browns. Is that Brian Sipe? Like, no, I was, I'm not that old to be a ball boy for the Browns. Okay, let's I was, see. Uh, I was uh, heading into my – yeah, exactly. I was heading into my senior year in high school, and I had the chance to, to go do that. So it was, you know, out at a community college, Lakeland Community College. I was out there. It was Fantastic. 84 hours a week. It was it – was, it oh, so easy. you're doing like practices oh, two, and everything. Oh, okay. Two a days so back then. If they then. need a ball, you're. Oh yeah, I worked with the defense. I worked with the linebackers. That was my group, and our our linebackers coach was a guy named Dave Adolph, who was also our defensive coordinator, and he was a crazy old man. I was supposed to chart the plays and stuff, and every huddle, I'd walk in there to chart the play and be like, "Chris, Chris, where are you?" And I'd be like, "Coach, I'm like right next to you." Here, okay, Chris, good job. We're running two eighty six. I'm like, whatever the hell it is, I'm writing this shit down. It was great. You kidding me? All right. So, how many times did you run a ball, 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 ball right here? Got you, got you, dude. All right. Was that, was that part of your stick? Yes. So during the oh. preseason game, I started our first preseason game. We're taking on the defending Super Bowl champion, the New York Giants. The other ball boy who's in college, he comes over to me. He goes, "Just remember one thing: don't give the game ball to the players to warm up with before the game. You're mm. not allowed to do that." Great. Who comes over? Phil Sims, the reigning mm. Super Bowl MVP, takes the football out of my hand, starts throwing it. The other ball boy runs him, gets in Phil Simms' face. He's like, don't fucking do that. He goes, give him the ball back. You know you're not supposed to have it. I'm this no 17-year-old kid shaking. Oh like a, I was like, Jesus Christ, he can have the football. It's not that big a deal. He's like, no, you can't give him the football, and you fucking know that, too. I was like, Jeez, don't swear at Phil Simms. I was what terrified. A, what a I was, I was <laughs> terrified. He was a good ball boy, though, apparently. Yeah. Did his gig. Took it, yeah. took it very Did seriously. Did his gig. Well, 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 there's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score $150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so, so much more. You name it, they got it. So download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE and new customers can bet just 5 bucks on any NFL Thanksgiving action to score $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with promo code ROSE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com. Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. Terms and sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Now back to the show. When you're in a division with a team that won 111 games and another one that made it within a few wins of making it to the World Series and one that might sign Aaron Judge and yeah. all that sort of stuff, how do you get those guys to believe that, yeah, that you can. I I know that any given day, I get that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm talking about big picture, like over 162. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we get, we're, this isn't kindergarten. You don't get patted on the head and said, good job. Right. Yeah. So how do you handle that? Believe is a big word inside of our culture. Um, you, you can't just talk about it and say, I hope that something's going to happen. You got to believe it. And I think you just got to prep to make it happen and say that I'm prepared to go out there and make this happen until, until it does. Um, I, we talk about it um, from day one and we, I get the guys to embrace it. I'm like, look, you, you want, you want to buy players from the outside um, and have no culture, um, have no brotherhood. From day one of Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, Alec Tom stepping into a big league environment, these guys have walked and timed together in the minor leagues. They yeah. know each other inside and out. Like brothers, they they get along. There's instant chemistry, and chemistry is a big play inside of baseball. Um, so I say, let's embrace it. Let's care about it. We know that we're financially challenged. We know that nothing's, we're not going to go out and sign $30 million a year players. This is a great opportunity for young players like you to go out there and embrace this challenge and go out there and beat some players yeah. that are considered better than you by their status, by their, by their salary, but show everybody that they're not. And we, we all believe in that. We go out there and these guys buy in, they buy in. They love to go into Dodger stadium and beat the Dodgers. <laughs> they love to go into San and we haven't had a lot of success um, over the past couple of years, but they, they know what the challenge is every single day. I love that. Yeah. Before we let you go, uh-huh. what keeps you busy in the off season? What do you do? Um, yeah, you know, it, it varies. Uh, I like to travel. I like to get out and, and see the world a little bit. Um, this year I went to visit my daughter out in, um, in Bath, England. She was going to grad school Whoa. out there just outside of London. What's yeah. she doing there? She linguistics. She's a, she's a very, very talented, um, uh, student. She speaks five languages. Oh, come I don't on know now. how it's what? unbelievable, but odd languages like Russian, um, do you have any of that? Like, do you speak? No, no, Zippo. <laughs> so where's that? I barely speak English. Didn't you? you laid that up for me. Though. That was nice. You really laid that up for me. Nice. Yeah. So she's like, you know, I got to get them for her. She'll be proud of me if I can remember. So Spanish, English, Italian, a little bit of Italian, Portuguese, um, French, Russian, and is trying to learn Farsi. I'm like, Holy you're going to be a spy one day. I know you're working right. as a spy for the Yeah, for I mean, the is, government. That, like, is that like the goal going or on. something? Uh, at one time it was. I don't think she wants to anymore. Okay. But she just is a, is a great student. And um, so very talented, trying to find her way. Still doesn't know what she wants to do after grad school. But did some traveling. Um, I'll be spending a lot of time in Buffalo, New York, believe it or not. It's where my wife's from. Her, okay. her father just passed away, unfortunately. Oh, so, yeah, thank you. So we're going to go out there and tie up some loose ends with business, the home, sale the home, stuff like that. So, um Typically, travel, woodworking. Love work, woodworking. I could build anything out of wood. No. Love it. You're kidding me. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's my hobby. 100% hobby. Joe Torrey told me, he's, Joe Torrey is a personal mentor of mine. I love Joe Torrey. Um, I got hired. He called me. He said, look, congratulations. Got to have a hobby. What's your hobby? And I'm like, I don't know. Like basketball, woodworking. He's like, you got to have something that takes you away from the game. And I'm like, well, what's yours? Do you know what his is? Horse racing. He's like, he's like, I love horse racing. If I'm not at the baseball field, I'm at the track. I'm like, are you supposed to tell people that story? I was going to say. Are you allowed to tell people yeah. you love horse racing and betting? <laughs> yeah. So I took that to heart, and I started a woodwork over the past seven, ten years and love it. What is your, if you have to show us, if we walk into your house, yeah. what is the one piece you are most proud of? Um, hundred percent. I built a barn door as big as, as big as that right there. Seriously? Yeah. I'm going to send a picture. I'm going to send a picture to Jimmy cause I have Jimmy's number or my wife has Jimmy's number. So I'm going to send it to you guys. You guys will, you, I'll dazzle you. So wait, you have Jimmy's number, but not Jake's. I don't. How does that happen? That's how it works sometimes. What, really? I'm kind of. It's funny because you're I'm a the weird snake guy fan. with my phone. That's the breakdown, dude. I don't like you're the snake guy. You know, 
Yeah, I know. I don't right? understand I, that. I, I got it right. That's how it works. Taylor man. Jackson's also a big player, oh, right? Yes. So she came from the D backs. She's yeah. the best. So I'll She's I'll either best. send it to her or my wife will send it to Jimmy. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. I, I dug that door. A big barn door. My wife's like, Yeah, can you put a barn door on? I'm like, Ah, oh, yeah, no problem. But where do you you don't have a barn? No, it's in our bedroom. We have a huge Whoa, hey now. Rosie, it's HGTV. Whoa, whoa. you got to watch some HGTV, man. The barn doors became it's huge. A big play. It's, yeah. it's a big play. And when they're done right, it's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Hey. So when it's it's there, it, it we got a huge opening into the bathroom. So I'm like, it's hanging up. Is it going to slide? Is it going to open? Uh, and yeah. it actually works really good. Okay. I'm really proud of myself. Not only did I construct it, I had to assemble it on, on right. the track, and I nailed it. You did that solo? Solo. Solo, the bar. My wife had to help me with the door to lift it onto it, um, and that's like putting a Christmas tree in your house. It's an instant fight. Pick it up, honey. God, what? And I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm a, I'm a girl. I'm not strong like you." I'm like, "I'm not strong either." You got this. Let's go. Motivation in the yeah. off seasons. There, Rosie. I've, I've, I've got. If I may. Yeah, by all means. I mean, so, I don't want to t- – let me see here. I, I, Casey, he's gone. He's, he you're left. on your own. He's you're with us the rest of the here. night. I've, well, welcome to your John Boy Media internship. I've, I've heard some rumors, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want you to give everything away, yeah. but Lavello parties, games. Yes. Um, so I, I guess yes. I guess what, what can we know? Because we've – from everyone we talked to around you, yeah, we got that vibe, and we originally were trying to plan something. It didn't happen last spring training because the lockout was going on. So yeah. it, was, it was just like we had a lot going on. You had a lot going on. Yeah. And then your you visited the office with your wife. Yeah. She basically threatened us with like you have you will be coming over. There will be a party, and there will be games. And me and Jimmy are standing there like, all right, yeah. we, we like we yeah. like all of those. So yeah. I guess what can we know, or maybe yeah. what shouldn't we know? And then know. I was also going to ask like how much. Do, do those games, do those end up, do you ever see something and you're like, we got to bring that to the clubhouse and we got to have the guys mess around a little bit? Oh. Like, so, okay. Yeah. God, that's a good question. See? Yes. 100% yes. The big play that my wife is after me for to bring to the clubhouse is the karaoke machine. Okay. She's like, you got to bring it to spring training and oh, put yeah. it in. Yeah. That is kind of what where I'm leaning. Mm-hmm. But I got to apologize to you guys. Last year, there was a Don't lockout, apologize. a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't think it was looking right if I had you guys over when you were there. Right. And we weren't playing baseball. It would have been a little bizarre. Yeah. So the invite stands. Um, uh, you guys are coming over no matter who it is, whether it's a dinner and games or just yeah. dinner yet to be determined. But we have this obstacle course that we kind of invented during COVID. It involves um, hitting a badminton. Uh, what's the, um, the? The birdie. The birdie, birdie. over in that. Um, you know, stomping on a little rocket into a target um, and, it, you know, pushing a trash can 50 yards there and 50 yards back on rollers and then making a basket. But that doesn't end it. We get very creative and you shotgun a beer sure. to make the clock stop. So right. what, I don't know if you guys are drinkers or not. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. Yeah, but I mean, come on. we are going to have to figure out how the game ends. But that's kind of like the best the best uh, game that we play is this obstacle course. So I I think part of this alignment that's happening naturally is Jimmy. We, we, this is a decade ago, uh, Jimmy and some of his friends, his California friends, cause Jimmy lived all over. They're renting a beach house in Santa Barbara. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, you got it. And Jim's going to get the footage now. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm in obviously like, you know, group of young kids house in Santa Barbara. Let's do it. Uh, Jimmy, and his family is a game family. Yeah. There will be games. There will be activities. We're playing. Uh, we set up an obstacle course that 60% of what you just listed 
was in that obstacle course. <laughs> so we might be, we might be like good candidates yeah, for this. No, you're going to be I'm, pros. You're going to yeah. be ready for it. That's what I want to know. But it's can jam. It's um, it's cornhole. It's probably a basketball um, hot shot. It's a um, I, I built a big um, uh, quarterback throw. Small like hole, through the hole, through the I hole, yeah, touchdown, field goal, that yep. thing. So we'll get it going. Okay. It'll be good to see you guys. The, the offer stands. I'm ready. Dude, that sounds <laughs> great. I love it. I imagine you you were a Montclair Prep hooper. You must have been. I was. I was. Montclair Prep had 23. Uh, in my graduating class, there was 49. 23 of us were male. You had to play every sport. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. That was required. Like, if you didn't, you were like, yeah, guys, I'm playing But in L.A., you must have balled against some good players. I was pretty. I was okay. I love basketball. You guys, I think Millar knew that. I yeah. shared that with him when yeah, you guys were doing. Yeah, I remember that. that. Um, love basketball, but yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I played against uh, somebody by the name of Leon Wood. If you can go oh, yeah. all the way back, so um, I was transitioning in and out, and I was on. I was an eighth grader playing on a summer league varsity, and he was like this varsity guy, St. Monica High. That was the best player I ever saw in my life. It's a good one. Yeah, real good. Listen, dude, it was fun uh, catching up with you. Always We're looking pleasure. forward to uh, game night. I can't wait to see the barn door. I love it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You're not invited near It's interesting that it's in your bedroom. That way, <laughs> there he comes, Mr. Horse. <laughs> That's yeah. quite a it's quite a statement. Us little guys that grew up on the east side of Cleveland, we can't make that statement. <laughs> nope. It gets cold out there, guys. You know what I mean. Uh, have a great holiday season with, you. with yeah. your family and everything. Likewise, you guys. Thanks for dropping by. Always a pleasure. I love you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I'm all in.